The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. There's no crying in baseball! No crying! And this game's underway. Into the windup of his first offering. Just a bit outside. Here's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos. It will be a home run. On the seventh pitch, Harper hits one in the air. Left center field. Back it goes. Harper, the swing of his life. All right. We've made it to the final stage of this baseball season, the 118th World Series, set to begin Later this week, this is Payoff Pitch. We are Action Network's baseball betting podcast presented by BetMGM. Brendan Glasheen, your host, with the usual suspects from the season, Sean Zarillo and Colin Whitchurch, Action Network senior writer, Action Network senior editor, respectively. Find our Payoff Pitch picks. I'm just going to tell you right now, find the picks by searching Payoff Pitch podcast in the Action Network app. Phillies Astros for the World Series in 2022. Houston's back in it for the fourth time in six seasons. And the Phillies, they're back in the fall classic for the first time since 2008 when they beat the Rays to win the title. We're not going to waste any time, folks. We're going to dive right in here. We're going to use this episode to sort of give your big picture outlook of the World Series, discuss some World Series MVP bets. And also, you know, I'll be here to uh, congratulate these guys for their past success. So I would listen to both of them. They've been on this World Series MVP thing before. And then uh, we're going to get out of here. We'll have an episode set for Thursday that will be dedicated to game one specifically. We think it's Verlander Wheeler pitching matchup game two. Who the hell knows? We don't know that just yet. But we will have a dedicated game one episode later in the week, but this is a big picture World Series kickoff episode, if you will. So, Zarilla, we'll go to you first. Over at BetMGM, Phillies are plus 155 to win the series. Astros minus 190. It really is like a David Goliath matchup, it feels like. I know the pitching's pretty even, but Phillies are fun to root for. Houston's kind of annoying. These guys are back in the World Series. That's just the fan in me discussing it about baseball, but how do we bet this? appropriately in the right way, how you look at it, the series. Yeah, I made the Astros minus 150 for the series. So depending on where you find your prices for series odds, if you can get the Phillies at plus 162 or better, that would be how I would play the series. But we do have some Phillies preseason futures on their World Series odds. So I would not double down at the current price. I would go ahead and ride that ticket out. If you're looking to hedge out 
of that 40 to one world series ticket, I would wait until after game two, because you're going to get the Phillies best two starters, Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler in some order in games one and two, and then coming back in games five and six as well. But games three, four, and seven, I see a pretty big pitching matchup advantage for Houston. So I think if the Phillies are tied 1-1, going back to Philly, going into a game three, where games three and four, I'm certainly going to favor the Astros. That is the point where I'd like to hedge off the Phillies tickets. Hopefully it's 1-1. We can get a better price on the Astros with it 1-1 headed to Philly for three games than we will before the series. I would imagine we would, but the Phillies would be the way I would bet the series. Unfortunately, I, well, I guess fortunately, I do have a series ticket at 40 to 1 from the world of the season. So it wouldn't add on to that position. But if you don't have a bet, you can go ahead and play it at 162 or better and then look to hedge out of your Phillies positions after game two. In terms of series props, it's the same way I've been playing the Phillies throughout the playoffs. Noah Wheeler lined up. You want to ideally get the Phillies out of there in six games or less because going up against or using a lefty in game seven, presumably with Ranger Suarez going up against Christian Javier or Luis Garcia or Lance McCullers for the Astros. There's going to be a big pitching matchup advantage for Houston in a game seven. So they hit lefties much better than they do righties. And the drop off from Philly's top two starters relative to the rest of their pitchers is pretty dramatic. But the Phillies minus one and a half games at plus 270. I projected that line closer to plus 250. And then the Phillies to win in exactly six games, win the series 4-2, projected that around plus 670. There are plus 700s out there, but I like that down to about plus 650 in terms of the series prop. So we're going to try to bet the Phillies for the series, but we're also going to try to bet their series props. So it's ending at latest with Aaron Nola in game six, and then also taking that exactly game six spread. I should say it could end with Zach Wheeler in game six if Wheeler ends up starting game two, but... Phillies, Phillies minus one and a half games, and then Phillies win for two. My favorite series props for the 2022 World Series. Okay, and Zerillo, by the way, was on the Phillies to win the pennant at plus 2,000. So was our friend Anthony DeBundo. Colin, I'm not sure if you got in on that action as well. No, I didn't. <laughs> and also, Zerillo's being a little too modest here. He wrote in uh, April 5th, he wrote that the Phillies were his favorite long shot World Series bet on the board. So if you've been following Zerillo all year long, you stand to make a lot of money in this World Series, either by riding the Phillies or hedging out with the favorite Astros. There's not a lot of drama here in our, our World Series picks because I'm in total agreement with Zerillo here on the value on the Phillies on making their annoying fans a little bit more annoying by winning this World Series, their first time in the World Series since all the way back in 2009. Wow, it's been forever. 2009, I mean, 13 years ago, geez, Mm -hmm. beat the Rays in 2008. But yeah, what Zerillo said definitely rings true. The way that you want to bet the Astros, if you're going to bet the Astros, is to do it live throughout the series. Phillies have the pitching advantage, or at least the pitching matchups are a lot closer in games one and two, if they get out of Houston with a split, something you look to live bet the Astros when that number comes down a little bit, well, quote unquote, live bet, you know, not, not during the game, but in the middle of the series, get in on the Astros after they lose home field advantage or something that would make perfect sense. But I do think there's value on the Phillies overall for the series. I'm going to be betting them to win the world series. I'm also going to be betting them to win the world series in six games. 
just because that makes the most sense to me. If the Phillies are going to win the World Series, they're probably going to do it in six games, and that is maximum value. One other way you can bet this, I believe, that has value is over five and a half games on the series, which is minus 165 at BetMGM right now. You know, you're paying a little bit of juice. If you're riding with the Astros momentum, that might make you a little bit nervous. But again, with Wheeler and Nola leading that Philly rotation, I don't see any way this series doesn't get to six games. Also, if you are nervous about the Astros momentum, a lot of people have talked about they've entered the World Series undefeated so far in the playoffs. Last two teams to enter the World Series undefeated so so far, 2014 Royals lost in the World Series in seven games. And the 2007 Rockies, which the one of the least memorable World Series of my lifetime, just got completely swept out of the water by the Red Sox. So those two teams entered the World Series undefeated, just like these Astros, lost the World Series. Momentum is only as good as the next day starting pitcher. Of course, everyone knows. So I'm not looking too much at the Astros' momentum in riding the Yankees and Mariners out of town. So, yeah. It, this is uh we I've, I've said it before i'll say it again this is a phillies podcast now and and we're riding with the phillies in the world series sounds so thrilled about it you know the thing about the astros to me quickly is just yes they're rolling yes they haven't lost yet but the fact that alvarez altuve altuve got hot over the final couple games of the of the ds or the alcs against the yankees but uh and by hot i'm giving hot as a that's a loose way of using hot he had three hits over the final two games but yeah, those weren't those weren't very impressive hits either. I think the right. box score said he was hot, but he was like dinking the ball all over the infield, yeah. beat out a couple infield singles. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're watching the the latter stages of Jose Altuve's career here. Right, he's they're they're doing they're, they've been so successful without one of their better players during the six year run, not playing all that well. Alvarez as well, so they're hot as a team, but their best players have yet to really break through the surface it feels like in this postseason all right let's go to world series mvp bets and uh this is a fun market to discuss for these two specifically because you go back to 2018 when the red sox won the world series against the dodgers colin whitchurch was on mid-season acquisition steve pierce i got a kick out of that last name because i'm a big celtics boston fan so i was like yeah give it a pierce so so pierce was like that was that that was fun rooting for steve pierce anyway and then last year sean zarillo was on jorge soler from the atlanta braves and he got that pick right as well so you guys have been you guys are pretty good when it comes to the mvp picks but zarillo why don't you discuss who you like in this year's world series and maybe some keys to betting this market like what comes to mind Pitching, hitting, whichever angle you want to take first. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. 
Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. Historically, 60% of the winners have been hitters, but 12 out of the first 14 winners were pitchers. So since that first 14-year run, about 70% of the winners have been hitters. You certainly, if you're going to focus on pitchers, want to focus on the game one starters because they'll have an opportunity to pitch three times in the series. One and five on normal rest, and then game seven, maybe in relief on short rest. That's the Madison Bumgarner path that we've seen in the past. But even guys like Josh Beckett, have won the award just pitching two games, getting two wins, and getting out of there. So you certainly want to focus on the top two starters for each team, which would be Verlander and Robert Valdez, and then Aaron Noah and Zach Wheeler for the Phillies. Based on where the odds are currently, it's looking like Aaron Noah is going to get that game one start for the Phillies because his odds have shortened up relative to where Wheeler's are at some books. I'm expecting Noah to start in game one, whoever it is, Noah or Wheeler, Around 20 to one, I got as high as 25 to one on Noah. When I bet it, I would look to bet on the Phillies side. They are going to be vital to the Phillies winning this series and probably need to win both of their starts in order to get it done. Would also take a look at Justin Verlander around 15 to one, 16 to one out there as well for similar reasons going in games one, five and seven, one, four and seven. However, you break it down, we'll have a chance to pitch three times potentially get two wins and a save or three wins in order to capture the award. In terms of hitters, looking at the Astros side, a guy who's hit really well this year, I also bet him to win World Series MVP last year, and that's Yuli Gurriel at around 25 to 1. I got 28 to 1. Not a substantial bet for me, but relative to the other Astros hitters in the lineup, he typically hits sixth every day, should get regular bats in there, both as righties and lefties. Hits both lefties and righties well. Hits all pitch types well. I know he had a down season this year, but he is hitting over 300 in the playoffs with the second highest weighted on base average on the team. He's about 403 in the playoffs. So Yuli Gurriel didn't play well this year, is playing well right now, and he's the kind of bat that you want in the playoffs, especially against high strikeout pitchers, to put balls in play and make things happen. On the Philly side, I'm also going with their sixth and seventh, five and sixth hitters. As well, looking a bit further down the lineup, that's Nick Castellanos at 40 to 1, and then Alec Bohm at 50 to 1. I think those are both solid prices relative to their other teammates who are going to play every day. See Bryce Harper all the way down there at about plus 650, plus 850. Mm -hmm. Guys like Gene Segura interested me as well. Bryson Stott at around 60 to 1, 100 to 1, respectively. Problem is, Segura is another spot down the lineup. And Stott is not going to necessarily play every day in the series. Once the Astros put out a left-handed pitcher, they typically switch to Edmundo Sosa at shortstop. So I want a guy who's going to play every day. Want guys who are hitting in relatively prominent RBI spots. No batting order spot, essentially below six. So a bunch of guys hitting fifth and sixth. And then the top two starting pitchers on each team. The last two guys I looked at who I did not end up playing, Jeremy Pena and Reese Hoskins, both around 18 to one, both the number two hitters in their lineup would have wanted about 20 to one or higher respectively on either player. And if you can get that number, I think they're fine plays. Just wanted to search for a bit longer odds on guys who will also be playing every day. Are you, are you holding something against Kyle Schwarber for how he exited the home run derby in the summer? No, doing- price is just too short for me. I see that, you know, 16 to one, 
seeing him behind Bryce hitting ahead of him in the lineup. I don't mind it. It's just not quite there for me. So wanted a bit higher of a price on any of the guys who are batting lead off. The reason I bet Soler last year at 40 to one, even though he wasn't guaranteed to play against righties, he was guaranteed to lead off against lefties and he was going to get lefties multiple times in that series that they had against uh, the Astros with Framber Valdez starting game one. So definitely preferred targeting the leadoff hitter last year when he was at a bigger price, but this year the price just a bit too short for me. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. I remember t- you taking a uh, Schwarber to yeah. cost me money. Some already this year, no reason to lose more on him, but hopefully he hits a couple of home runs and wins the Phillies, the world series. And I cash in either way. Colin Whitchurch, what do you think as far as World Series MVP? What jumps out to you as far as value picks and how you go about betting this market? Yeah, the World Series MVP market is very volatile and very interesting because, as Zerillo said, the logical way to go about it is look for guys who are going to be coming to bat a lot, guys who are going to be pitching in big opportunities. However, it is very fun and and sometimes profitable to take those long shots because – Oftentimes, the World Series MVP winner is just the person who came up in a big spot and delivered, which is why I'm looking at, while I'm in agreement with some of Zerillo's picks, I am looking at the numbers of some of these longer shots. Zerillo mentioned Bryson Stott might not play when lefties are there in favor of Edmundo Sosa, but he started to come come around there toward the end of the NLCS, and we're getting a basically an everyday regular starting shortstop at 150 to one at BetMGM. There's no reason not to take a stab at that. I think that's tremendous value. And on the Astros side, the Astros side is actually really hard to find a hitter with good value. Zerillo mentioned Guriel. I'm going to be placing a bet there as well. He's about the only regular whose odds are kind of high enough to consider you look at this odds board for world series MVP and like six of the top seven odds are, or six of the top eight are all Astros because they're favored. We've got Alvarez up there. We've got Bregman up there, even Altuve's up there. Um, you know, Verlander's up there. And then it's just Harper and Schwarber in terms of Philly's favorites. So it's harder to find value on an Astro. However, my Steve Pierce special this year, <laughs> someone who does not play every day, but if he comes through in his big spots, has He's a number it, that Cirello. justifies it. He's doing it. Is Trey Mancini. <laughs> <laughs> How great of a story would that be, by the way? Gets traded away from the Orioles. Uh, finally makes it into the postseason. You know, we we, we saw his, his battle with uh, cancer a couple of years ago. Um, Trey Mancini coming through in a couple of big spots. Being the Astros, Steve Pierce in a World Series win. I'm going to be on Mancini, 66 to 1. Why not? Him and Stott are my favorite long shots. One more long shot I'll give out. Zerillo mentioned you got to be in. If you're going to pick a pitcher, you got to be in on one of the top starters. However, I do think there is long shot value on Ranger Suarez. I'm really interested to see how the Phillies use him at 100 to 1. I know the Astros kill lefties. You guys are sitting here laughing at me right now. I'm laughing at Zerillo, who's laughing at you. That's just <laughs> I just I couldn't imagine a team that's worse to feed a left-handed starter to. Like I they, know they should consider not even pitching him in this series. When I would go. He comes in. He comes in in relief. He's a contact-oriented pitcher. Improved defense behind him. A hundred to one. All I'm saying. A hundred to one. Comes in and gets a save late in the series. Wins a game where he starts. A hundred to one. 100% is, uh, look, all of these long shots I'm giving out, 
they're not quote unquote best bets here. The best bets are Bohm, they're Guriel, they're Castellanos. I'm in total agreement here. There's no reason you can't throw 0.1 unit on Stott, on Suarez, on Mancini, because these are guys who are going to have opportunities in key moments. World Series MVP is unpredictable. Steve Pierce, baby. No reason they can't win the World Series MVP. I'm throwing a little bit down on these guys as well. You know, when you go out and about... Also, David Price should have won that World Series MVP over Steve Pierce. I'm not mad about it, but David Price should have won that award. They always tell people to be careful about your drink getting spiked. Well, DeBundo spiked that microphone with something. He put something in that microphone for Colin Witchurch to go on get on the <laughs> Rangers Suarez World Series MVP bandwagon. Phenomenal. Let's well, go. hey, hey, you gave some valid analysis behind it. So we'll take it and we'll run with it. So as far as what we're doing here the rest of the week on Payoff Pitch, we will have another episode coming your way on Thursday to break down game one. We should have the pitching matchup. We should know who's on the mound for each team, specifically Verlander or if it's Wheeler or Nola. We will find out, but the guys will be here. Uh, Zarillo, Colin Whitchurch, Anthony DeBundo, that trio will be here tomorrow to get you set for game one, maybe even game two if we have that pitching matchup. And then you will have everything you need for game one, a look ahead for game two once the World Series starts on Friday. So that's going to do it. Thank you so much, everybody, for being with us all season. Last leg of the year, the World Series. Rate, review, subscribe, pay off pitch. We appreciate it. We are presented by BetMGM and look forward to joining you all during the 118th World Series. Thanks for joining us. Look at his crowd on its feet. What a tribute. No one wants to leave.